You're listening to the Cheer Biz Podcast, where we dive into the business of running and owning your gym. Join us as we speak to industry experts, business gurus, and discuss how we can take your passion and turn it into profit. Let's get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Cotton, and today we are going to be talking about the impact of short-term fixes. Now, before we get into the episode, as always, make sure you've head on over to Cheer and Gymnastics Gym Owners if you are a gym owner and join that group on Facebook. And you've gone to All-Star Cheer Coaches and Owners if you are an owner and a coach and joined that group. Uh, Make sure you submit the requests and answer the membership questions. And then head over to nextgenowners.com to check out all of the great things that NextGen has to offer to include learning how you can join the Academy, booking a call with Justin to learn more and get signed up. So now let's get into it, right? The impact of short-term fixes. So this came up because of a a conversation that one of our coaches had with a client and I just felt like it was worth talking about. And it actually is something that I experienced or I almost had the opportunity to really mess up on this one. So way back uh, in time, back in history, I always go back to those first couple years in business to tell you guys some stories. And this was, I think, in year three, uh, so our third year of owning the gym. And we had misbudgeted for competitions. So we were not, we had not done our budgeting correctly. We had budgeted for five competitions, but we'd put on the schedule that we were going to go to six. And we had just, it it was just a mathematical error. We just did the math wrong. And we were getting ready to register for our last competition of the season. And we were like five grand short. And we were like, what is going on? And that's where we discovered we had misbudgeted. And like, we were legit five grand short. Like we didn't have the extra $5,000. We didn't have a credit card with space on it or anything like that. Like we were completely leveraged and we were in this really, really stressful and scary position of we don't have the money to pay for this thing. And this is something that our clients are expecting. This is something that we have told them is going to happen. I mean, the competition was a couple weeks away um, and we were in a really, really bad spot. And so we started looking at some options. And I think Tori had got online and she did some searching and she found a, a quick uh, loan option. Um, and it was a merchant cash advance loan. And uh, she kind of filled out some information, or maybe I found, I might have found it. I can't remember who did, but uh, we, you know, filled out some information. They called us right away and started talking to us about it. And they were telling us how, you know, yeah, they could get us the funds. And then we would then pay daily on our percentage of our sales um, at a minimum of a certain amount. And then once we got to that certain amount, then it would decrease based off of a down to a certain percentage. Um, and it was something like, I think they wanted like 300 or, or $250 a day that we were going to be paying uh, to pay this thing down. And it would take three to six months to pay it off, depending on if we sold, did more in sales. And like, I was just listening to it and I was like, man. And I, I even asked him, I go, well, what if we don't do $350 in processing that day. Uh, he was like, well, then you'd be behind and then you default and then you'd have all these, these negative consequences. And I was like, yikes. And so we found another solution that was not that, 
Um, and it was still a little bit of a short-term fix that we definitely had to, to deal with, but we found a better solution that impacted us much less negatively. At the end of the day, we'd still made the mistake and we still had to find a solution for it, but we avoided that very, very dangerous one. Um, so the big key topics on this one is number one, quick solutions have long-term consequences. Number two is merchant cash advance loans should be basically outlawed and are borderline criminal, in my opinion. And number three is get outside opinions on short-term solutions so you don't get yourself in a hot water that you're going to pay for uh, longer than you have to. So the first one is quick solutions have long-term consequences. And this is really the biggest one. You need to remember that if you're looking at something that's going to solve your problem very, very quickly, and it's a big problem, it's likely that that is going to have some significant long-term consequences. So when we're talking about finances and we're talking about these merchant cash advance loans or things like that, they are pretty predatory. Uh, it's just like your payday advance loans. Those payday advance loans are so unethical. Their goal is to keep you in debt so they can keep making money off of you. And uh, they are they are risky. Now, each short-term solution comes with its own share of long-term consequences. Some are bigger than others. So this I'm going to go into the merchant cash advance loans and why I think they're so bad. But maybe you go, oh, we need the money. So we put it all in our credit card. Well, credit cards have a high percentage. You're, you know, you're paying anywhere from 18 to 25% on that credit card. And if you put a lot of money on it, that's a lot of money over time that you're going to be paying down um, and losing. So you want to be really, really cautious on what you're doing with uh, quick solutions. Or maybe let's take money out of the situation. Maybe you're like, oh, I'm I'm in a bind. I just, I need staff members. So I'm just going to hire this person because I need a quick solution. And you don't go through your processes and you don't actually run them through the onboarding and training, or you don't vet them and call all their references. And the next thing you know, you've hired this person who is really difficult to get rid of. And maybe they're a horrible coach and it causes you to lose clients. I mean, there's all sorts of problems that come with finding really, really quick solutions and them creating long-term consequences. On to the merchant cash advance loans. So if you have ever considered one of these or you're ever in a position where you're considering one of these, again, I think they should be criminal. I don't think they should be legal. Uh, they're absolutely awful. And they prey on the fact that the people who need them are in a desperate position and they don't have the time to wait for standard financing options because those take time. So by the very nature of the reason you would want to get one, which is I need money right now, is people are desperate. People aren't reading the fine print and they're more likely to agree to things that if they were not as rushed, they would be less likely to agree to. Now, there's a couple reasons I really, really hate these things and especially hate them for the cheer and gymnastics worlds is one, our businesses are not built to repay these kinds of advances. So the way they're built is that you pay, literally you pay daily. So it's not like a loan where you pay once a month. This is paid daily. And typically what they do is they take a percentage of your receipts. So every they they basically plug in on the front end. So when you run a card, uh, they take a percentage of that sale. 
and their goal is to recoup up to a certain percentage. Now, I mentioned that mine was like it had to be X amount of dollars uh, every day. And if you didn't make that amount of like if that amount of dollars wasn't the 2.5% they were taking or 5% they were taking, um, then they would take more than the 5%. I think it was actually 10. It was really big. I remember being like, holy crud, that's a lot of money that you're going to be taking from me. And uh, there, our businesses aren't built to do that because a lot of us don't run sales daily. Um, we're not making a lot of revenue each day. We're billing, you know, twice a month or uh, maybe you are set up where you have people paying for classes throughout a week um, and you do, it's a little bit better, but it's still the bulk of our payments tend to come in at, at particular chunks of time in a given month. And I remember explaining this to this guy and he was like, that's not, that's not a problem. Like you're going to get, it's going to be every day and you're going to pay this amount of money per day. And if you don't have that amount of money, then we're going to draft it out of your account. And if you can't draft it out of your account, then you're going to be in default. Number two is that the rates are absurd. The like interest rates on these advances are absolutely absurd. They're horrible um, and, and they're pretty massive. So I just, again, anything that has those crazy kind of rates where they're giving you money and then they're getting a huge amount back, I do not like. I think you should avoid them and you should find a better rate that is more reasonable. Um now, should you pay an interest rate? Yes, I don't think interest rates themselves are are bad, but credit cards. Interest rates on credit cards are horrible. I have credit cards. They're great. I use them to get miles. Um, now, you know, Dave Ramsey would say, what are you going to do with those miles when you die? Or, uh, you know, during COVID, he was like, what are all your miles worth now? I totally get it. But for us, we buy things on the credit card. We pay the credit card off. We don't really pay anything in interest. Um, and the amount of miles we get pay for family vacations. They pay for staff to travel. They get a status. So like there are some pretty nice perks. Um, but I don't want to carry balances on credit cards. That's horrible, horrible stuff. Again, that's a, that's a long-term consequence for a short-term solution. And the lastly on these these merchant cash advances is the penalties for missing payments are really really extreme, and they can put you in a bad way. Uh, and oftentimes they can make it so you stay in debt longer. So they add this successive penalty on, and they don't. The, the only thing they do is they just add it onto your balance. So oh, you missed a payment. That's a a five hundred dollar penalty. Well, the payment was. $250. So it's essentially double. And if you miss that multiple times, the next thing you know, what was a $20,000 loan, you now owe $60,000, $70,000 on it. And that wasn't even actually realized money. That was just them penalizing you because you didn't pay them uh, on every single day. And I remember I was like, well, every single day, does that, what does that mean? They mean seven days a week seven days a week you're paying us. And I was like, we're not even open two of those days because that was when we weren't open on Fridays and Saturdays. And they were like, doesn't matter. You got to pay us. So I was 
luckily astute enough to go, hmm, this is a bad plan. Um, number three is get outside opinions on short-term solutions. So if you're in this position where you are trying to find a short-term solution, you have a significant problem and you need to solve it right now, get outside opinions. At least take the time to ask people who may have been there or may be less emotionally invested can hear, hey, this is everything I'm going through. And then they can give you some sound advice from someone who doesn't have a, a stress-related um, response to it. Uh, absolutely take the time to do it because it's going to get you better results in the long run. Financing and getting financial help as a business can be really, really challenging. And additionally, if you are being smart about how to pay less in taxes, you're actually less likely to get funding because you're not showing significant profits. So when you start talking about funding, it, it can become a very nuanced conversation. Uh, you need to have an accountant. You need to have a banker on your side. Uh, you need to get those people in place. And then lastly, I would say, obviously, you need a coach uh, who can help you set goals to make the right moves to achieve those goals, especially if they're going to have some sort of funding financing need. So if you're in a position where you are hoping to buy a building or you're hoping to uh, expand into another location, you're going to need capital, you're going to need financing, you want to make sure that you're taking the right steps to be set up for success. And that's going to come from having a good team in your corner, an accountant, an attorney, a banker, a business coach. So I want you to just remember that anything that comes with a get rich quick or lose weight fast or increase your num your enrollment numbers by X amount of people in X amount of days kind of a pitch, those are likely scams. They're likely not going to be something that uh, works out the way you think they're going to work out. And there is nothing that makes me more angry than people who scam good people. And in my opinion, gym owners are good people for the most part. They're working incredibly hard to provide an amazing service and seeing those people get taken advantage of absolutely breaks my heart. So that's why this episode was recorded is it just breaks my heart to see gym owners being taken advantage of by these predatory people who just want to take your money and legitimately do not care if it makes you have to close your business. They're relying on your desperation to make them richer. So leaving this episode, I just want you to know one thing, and that's that you have at least one resource. If you are in a position where you need help, you're feeling desperate about something, especially if it's a, if it's in regard to finances, and you are looking at something that seems like a quick solution, short-term fix, but that might be a little bit risky, please, and I, I mean this with full sincerity, please reach out to me, whether it be shoot me a Facebook message, shoot me an email, and tell me your situation and get my advice. I do not care if you are a client of NextGen, send me a message, send me an email. I will respond when I can because I know that you are way more likely to be able to afford to join the Academy or afford to come to our next conference if you do not get taken advantage of by these horrible people out there that are looking to that are predatory companies that are just looking to take advantage of the fact that you're a good person who needs something right now. All right, everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, make sure you check out the Let's Talk Cheer podcast with Jason Larkins. Absolutely great podcast. I listen to every single episode. He's putting out some great stuff. 
great man, great friend, and having some great conversations in regard to cheerleading. If you've listened to the end of the episode, please share it with someone who needs to hear it. If you have an owner, whether they're a gym owner, I don't care, any business owner, the same things apply in every single business. Share this information with them and help them avoid situations just like this. And with that, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Cheer Biz Podcast. If you would like to be featured on our podcast, click the link in our description to apply. If you're interested in joining NextGen, visit our website at www.nextgenowners.com. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to make sure you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks for listening.